And we're back. Welcome to Pterodactyls Are Pink, a podcast that is not a dinosaur podcast, but I do have a dinosaur fact. Yes, this will be a thing. Dinosaurs are cool. Before we get started, I did want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. I really appreciate it. Now, did you know the Tyrannosaurus Rex may have lived as long as 30 years in its lifespan? Yep, that's the interesting fact. Thank you for coming along on this adventure in episode six, and let's dive in. In continuation of our favorite tradition, I will let the fates decide. Congratulations, number 19 is a winner. As always, we are going to use the honor system, and this was the number I got on the second roll. All right, let's hop into this adventure and imagine you're hiking through a forest. It's the perfect day to explore the great outdoors. Beautiful weather, no sniffles from allergies, and a clear path ahead. You're not too worried about crowds today because this hike is different from the others. This path takes you to a part of the forest very few know exist and even fewer venture to. You're on a mission today and you feel energized as you pass by landmarks that match your research and notes. It's got to be here somewhere. The forest is quiet as though the wind itself refuses to breathe. You stumble over a branch, then another, but keep going. A third appears in front of you and you narrowly miss tripping over it. You must be getting close. Suddenly, the trees before you shift and move, blocking your path and creating an impassable wall. A few part and then you see it. Exactly what you were looking for. This entity of the forest. You were right. It does exist. And now you can prove it. Adrenaline pumps through your veins and your hands shake as you grab your phone, hoping to get a few pictures, maybe even a video, but all you get is a low battery notification before the screen goes black. You try again, only to get the same notification. You charged it for this moment. How could it be drained? Suddenly, the entity speaks. It's a language you've never heard, but you instantly understand. Go and never return. It's a warning, allowing you one last time to escape. You don't seem to have a choice as the forest itself whisks you away, pushing you out until you're stumbling back into the overcrowded parking lot. You take one last look at the tree line. No one will ever believe this. You kick yourself for not bringing a disposable camera and go home. So there we have it. Our intro story to Elementals. Most of us have heard of these creatures, or at least the name. They appear in our stories and media from movies and books to old tales around the campfires. Humans have been speaking about these creatures for generations. Just a quick history about them. Throughout time, we've associated elementals to, well, different elements such as air, water, earth, and fire. For some, they are spirits, and for others, they are living beings or creatures that are in that in-between state. Elementals, like many creatures, have their own traits and motives. Some are tricksters, while others are benevolent. We've discussed elemental creatures before on this podcast. Gnomes are considered in some mythology to be earth elementals. Nymphs are considered water elementals, and salamanders are considered fire elementals. But let's take this back to the 16th century. Paracelsus was a Swiss alchemist and considered one of the forefathers of modern medicine. He wrote a book, and the link can be found in the description, identifying different mythological creatures as belonging to one of the four elements. While these creatures have been discussed practically throughout all of human history, his concept of elementals is still prevalent to this day. 
So there's a little history, but let's hop back over to the creatures and more importantly, the encounters. Now, do you all remember Hellboy? And no, this is not an encounter, but I really want to talk about this. So quick pit stop into Tangent Town and we will get back on course. Now, do you all remember Hellboy 2, the Golden Army? He fought the last elemental, aka the giver of life and the destroyer, which, by the way, is a perfect name to have going into battle. That's some Iliad level naming. Want to intimidate your opponent? Show up with the name like the giver of life and the destroyer. Anyways, I digress. So cool fight scene. I won't spoil it for anyone even though the movie did come out in 2008. But as far as I can remember, I knew about creatures that represented elements like mermaids for water. But I think that scene sparked my interest to know more about elementals in general. The last elemental was an interesting being, even though, okay, I know I said earlier, (laughs) no spoilers, but this movie did come out in 2008, y'all. So minor spoiler time. Even though technically it was threatening people's lives and slinging minivans and attempting to destroy the city, it was still a very beautiful creature. And like I said, it sparked my interest to not only learn more about, I guess, forest dwelling elementals, but just other elementals in general. Okay, we are leaving Tangent Town and going back to the encounters. So we've discussed earth elementals. Check out the prior episode on gnomes if you're interested in hearing about those encounters. For this episode, let's start with water, an equally tranquil and ferocious element. One of the most famous and feared pirates in history had encounters with the type of water elemental that we call mermaids, Blackbeard. And if you did guess Blackbeard, pat yourself on the back. Blackbeard even had his crew stay away from certain areas because of their sightings of these creatures. He even mentioned mermaids in his log book. Now hopping out of the water and into the fire, we have the salamander. Now when you hear the word salamander, do you all also think amphibian? Plenty of us have seen those from the marble salamanders to green salamanders. You can probably spot one on a rainy day if you look hard enough. But what about the ones that are fire elementals? There have been sightings in medieval times. And no, I'm not talking about the dinner theater, but the time period. But there have been sightings in medieval times and before of these legendary creatures. But rather than the form that we are used to seeing salamanders in, they were typically seen as small balls of light or balls of fire. With these elementals, we tend to feel their presence more than we're able to see them. They don't typically like revealing their true form to humans or just in general. And finally, moving on from fire, we have air elementals. Encounters with these are much rarer than others. One of the air elementals called sylphs are some of the most difficult to encounter. It is said they have no interest in humans, so it's no wonder why they're hard to find. But I did find an encounter that happened back in 1926. Joffrey Hodgson gave a description of one he spotted in his book called Kingdom of the Fairy. They looked like auras that floated with the wind based on Hodgson's description. From what I've been able to find, these creatures don't seem to have a flesh and blood form like other elementals. They're immortal and almost look cloud-like to the human eye. In some mythology, they are the beings that form the clouds from their wispy presence. So we've covered 
air, water, fire, and I guess I'll throw in earth really quickly here with the gnomes. Some of the powers that gnomes do have are super speed and even invisibility. Like I said, check out the prior episode if you would like to hear more, especially if you would like to hear about some encounters with them. But as you can see, there are many different kinds of elementals. Honestly, there's way too many to listen to this episode, but they all have one thing in common. They're legendary. And why is that? Why are they legendary? I feel like we've already answered this question, but I'm going to list a few reasons why I do think that they are legendary. Let's see. First up, we have immortality. That's a big one. A permanent place in history and mythology. Yeah, that's a huge one. And probably the biggest of all, one of the most feared pirates of all time avoiding their hangout spots. Need I say more? I mean, I probably can, but I'm not going to. This episode is long enough, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Why are elementals legendary? Do you have a favorite or one you feel connected to? Let me know. Thank you for joining me on this adventure today. If you like this episode, please leave a positive review wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. If you'd like to leave a comment, head on over to pterodactylsorepink.com. The link is in the description. References for this episode are also available on the website. Now onward to episode 7.